Welcome to episode 6 of Islington Mill and the monthly podcast series about the cultural life of one of the UK's most beloved artist-led creative centres, Salford's Islington Mill. It's exciting times at the mill, there's a real buzz about the place at the moment. If you've been listening to the podcast, you will know that the mammoth and seemingly on never-ending ongoing construction works that have been going on at the mill for the last five years, but particularly the last two and a bit years, are coming to an end. And most of the scaffolding from around the building has been removed, which is a lovely thing to see. But even better than that, even more exciting. This weekend sees the return of the legendary Islington Mill live venue and club space which is opening its doors to bands, DJs and punters for the first time in five years as we see the return of the awesome Fat Out Fest to its spiritual home and the place where it all started, Islington Mill. To celebrate this momentous occasion, I've put together a very special episode of Islington Mill and, which is a bit of a departure from our normal format. This is going to be a show of two halves, Two separate interviews, and interspersed between all the talkie bits, there's going to be a selection of music curated by Emma Thompson, the curator and promoter of Fat Out Fest herself. She has chosen a track by one each of three of the artists who are playing at Fat Out Fest over the weekend, and those tunes are going to be bookending two interviews. The first interview that I've got coming up on this month's podcast is with Al Wilson, with a little uh, cameo appearance by Geordie, who, if you're at the mill or you have been around the mill in the last quite a long time, actually, you will know Al as the handy person who looks after the physical side of the building and all the complaints about, you know, doors breaking, toilets getting stuck and all that kind of stuff. I spoke to Al earlier this week in the actual club space itself as he and Jordy were in there with some other people um, stripping it out and decking it out for the return of Fat Out Fest for the for the site to be returned to its original use as a venue bar. So I spoke to Al to get the lowdown on what exactly is going on with the venue space at the moment and to talk the listeners through the general changes in the physical appearance of the mill and the buildings and what's basically been going on for the last five, two to five years, that kind of period when a lot of people who would have been coming to the mill for gigs and club nights and live events and, you know, spoken word, film screenings, all that kind of stuff. The period when those people haven't been able to come to see those things at the mill because the venue space had been changed into something else. And well, now that it's changing back, I got Al to talk us through what that process entails, but also to give a general overview of the other changes that have been happening at Islington Mill, particularly the incorporation of some of the other buildings and the gallery space and the fifth floor and all the beautiful things that we've got coming up for you in the future. Al's going to be talking you through that. And for part two of this month's Islington Milan podcast, I've got a great interview with the legendary underground live music and club promoter and gig booker and event booker and all-around good egg, Riv Burns, who was one of the first people actually to book live music and things and club nights like that at Islington Mill. Not the first but kind of, to me, she was the first one I met who was doing it when I started coming to the to the mill about 12 years ago. And as far as I'm aware, I feel like Riv kind of had the first 
official post. I could be wrong there, but I always feel like she was the person who got so many of these balls rolling, including um, the awesome Off of Their Heads parties, who me and my partner were involved in some of them back in the day, which is almost a decade ago now, which is crazy to think about. Um, but for yeah, for part two, I'm going to be talking to Riv Burns, who is working to co-promote Fatou with Emma and also is bringing Off With Their Heads back for a special event on this Saturday as part of the Saturday programming for Fat Out Fest 2022. Riv is going to talk you through everything that's coming up on the bill for Fat Out 2022. So keep listening if you want to know what's coming up and the things that pique your interest that might make you want to come back down to the mill and check it out. If you haven't been here to see a live gig in five years, there has been Regent's Trading Estate, which is around the back, and there have been some great events happening there. But the significance of the original club venue space downstairs from me now, opening up again, it was the first part of Islington Mill that I ever walked into once I left the corridor, basically, to see Kings of Long Arms in 2010. And the place where I felt like I walked through the door and I was like, this is me, I feel home. I've only been in Manchester a couple of weeks, literally, but this is my vibe and this is my place. So it's a very, very significant thing for a lot of people that the club space is opening downstairs. A lot of people have experienced some amazing times in there and it was their first experience of Islington Mill. So that's going to be the format of the show this month. Two interviews bookended with three pieces of music selected by Emma Thompson, the curator and promoter of Fat Out Fest herself. And here is the first one. This is Lavender Rodriguez with Wind Down.
I'm here in the Islington Mill venue space, the club space, with Al and Jordi. The, um, how do you describe yourselves? I like to describe you guys as the um, high-vis honeys, <laughs> the handy people who keep the mill going. And you're currently full steam ahead in this space. Um, could you explain to me what's going on here in a very potted, quick way? Yeah, so we have not had the venue since 2017. <laughs> yeah, um, 20, five years ago. Five years. Yeah. Um, and it has been 169A screen printers and Salford makers since. Mm-hmm. Um, and under what's been a turmolic period of three years of construction, we're finally getting spaces back, including this one. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to an event this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, with the Fight Out Festival coming back and returning. Yes. I'm going to be speaking to Riv Burns about that. Um, so I'll get the details from them about what's actually happening this weekend. But just, can you guys tell me, so what are we looking at? For people who haven't been to the mill since maybe 2017, could you just give us a quick rundown of what was in here and where it's going to now? What was in the venue specifically? Yes. Yes, so... Well, actually, and just before you do that, I'm just going to make sure people, when they come to the mill, when you used to come to the mill to go to see a gig, we're now in the space where you would see that gig, where the bands are playing club nights happened. Correct, yes. Yeah. And all of it is completely stripped out at the minute, and I understand we've been looking at a kind of temporary setup for this weekend's event, and probably mm-hmm. a few leading up to it until we get something a bit more permanent. And what that is is unclear at this point, but it okay. will become... A similar thing to what it was so the stage at the far end as you come in bar in the corner yeah it'll look very similar to how it did yeah um, myself and Geordie are just uh, fixing all the emergency lighting and making sure everything's safe cool so people can have a safe old time yeah and are you like just because this is audio so people can't see but we're stood in the room and it's pretty much bare there's now going on, except what looks like the bar is still there in the corner. There's a half a bar, yeah. Half a bar, half, yeah. yeah. 
is the stage going to be in the same place where it was previously? Yeah, I imagine so. I can't see it being anywhere else. It's, yeah. It's the best spot for it. Yeah. We've got these columns that are legendary, always in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just needs to be there. I remember uh, one of the first gigs I ever came to see here was the band Fucked Up, and right. they're a very like energetic punk band. And the singer Damien, who is himself quite a large guy, was hanging off. I think it was that pole there. Actually, it's hard to know now because some of them have been stripped out, and it just seemed like, oh my god, that's going to collapse at some point. But it didn't, thankfully, that's and still it's still standing. So yeah, that says a lot about these poles that are not going anywhere. Um, can you tell me a bit more about what's, what else has happened outside of this venue, room, space? Because there's been a lot of work, like you mentioned, going on around the mill already. People who have passed by lately might have noticed that the, um, whatchamacallits have come down. Scaffolding. The scaffolding has come down. Uh, can you give us a quick brief overview of all the other changes that have been happening here? Well... Where to begin? Yeah. The the Regent site, which has kind of been we've been running where our temporary events over there, the warehouses. Mm-hmm. There's been decisions made on the council to kind of part demolish those, um, which Bill Murray and the, re- and the rest of the directors have worked very hard with the council to ensure that we keep two of them. Yeah. And um, for further development of the extension of this site, which yeah. is great. Um, so that's happened. Um, whilst all that activity has been going on, Unit 2 specifically, which again, for people who can't see it, it's just a big warehouse on the other end. Mm-hmm. That's been where a lot of events have happened. So that's all starting to migrate back to this venue. Uh-huh. And then we have over adjacent, over the courtyard, we have New Islington Mill or the other mill, mm-hmm. um, name TBC. And okay. that in itself has two large breakout spaces. We call them breakout spaces because they could be for events, they could be for performances, they could be for weddings, they could be for co-working. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to keep it as modular as possible over there is the plan. Mm-hmm. So we can have potentially two, two venues running at the same time, mm-hmm. which would be nice and exciting. Yeah. We've got one floor uh, above that, so on the first floor of the other mill. We've got um, rehearsal rooms, so yeah. music is coming back, Okay. which there was obviously the mill years and years ago what attracted me here myself was there was a, there was a big music collective yeah. here yeah. Um, who were kind of in amongst the visual artists mm-hmm. pissing everybody off to some <laughs> degree with the noise yes. and so in this way yeah we'll have just music back it'll be dedicated to a floor yeah. and hopefully we can do stuff like open studios in that way where it's kind of like the squatty uh, rehearsal room Mm-hmm. gigs where you kind of enter into a room watch a band only 10 of you can fit in there move on to another room watch yeah. so there's, there's exciting things to happen there cool um, previously when people would come to the mill for a gig or whatever and then they'd go outside into the courtyard for a cigarette or just to chat to people that building which is the one on the other side of the courtyard it always felt like a, a separate entity it always felt like it wasn't even though sometimes there were like things happening in both buildings at the same time it always felt a bit like Islington Mill is the one on the left and that's the one on the right, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Is there going to be more kind of integration of the two spaces moving forward? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So it, it's, it's a huge connection. And the building opposite actually is an entrance and pathway through to the other extension site of Regent. So uh-huh. it's the warehouses. Yeah. So it's going to link up the whole site. So that actually, that building will become almost the main one because it would be where people enter 
a lot more freely. Oh. Um, as opposed to the Islington Mill entrance on James Street, which is where people will be coming on Friday, Saturday. Okay. Um, people would enter from the Regent side. How um, could you explain how that happens if people? So there's there's going to be a. a a throughway, yeah. which will be double set of doors either side, one from the courtyard and then one onto the street mm-hmm. of the other side. We've also got four units underneath on the ground floor that all go all the way through. Yeah. And then on the very end, which they're yet to do because they've yet to knock it all down, yeah. they're knocking it through and there's going to be a big gate there, um, an entrance and fire escape, essentially, that will link that whole courtyard straight to the street as cool. well. Cool. So there's plenty of ways to navigate the space. Yeah. It'll feel a lot freer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll feel unified as well. Yes, and it will incorporate what's actually happening on Regent's Trading Estate unit. Absolutely. The unit's there much more fully into what's happening here. Because like you said, at this moment, you have to walk around up onto up James Street, up onto the other street, and all the way back around to get into the other side of Islington Mill, the other half of it. Correct. Um, can you tell me what's going on on the fifth floor and what's going on outside? Because I know that the scaffolding has come down, but the planned lift that's been planned and talked about for years and years and years isn't there yet. Nope. Um, but can you tell me what is ready to go on the fifth floor and in the upstairs spaces that have been getting revamped? Well, in, in a way, the lift and the fire escape for this building dictate what can happen on a fifth and sixth floor. Because, okay. Because of how big it is up there. Yeah. There's also domiciles for residencies or other things, other activities, people to just stay um, that will be going on up there. A big open co-working, chill-out space, uh-huh. um, which is double height, and then there's a mezzanine with another kind of living roomy kind of area, a large kitchen, multiple bathrooms. Okay. It's, kind of, it's, it's a lot more kitted out for your artists in residence or whatever, and which is great because obviously... When the B&B was running, that's where a lot of musicians um, stayed when they yeah. were performing. Um, so this way, there's artists in residence, musicians in residence, there's space for them, mm-hmm. which is going to be great. Unfortunately, they can't occupy and sleep up there until these fire escapes are in. Sure. Um, because of, like I say, it's the full length of the building. The top yeah. floor is the full length, so it's quite yeah. a big building. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Another thing to mention is that windows have gone on onto the ground floor. So anybody who's passing by can see into what used to be the gallery space. Indeed. Which is uh, quite weird. How do you feel about that? Great. Light. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah cool. It's always been quite dark in, uh, in this building, and I think wherever we can get natural light in, it's a blessing, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the venue is still quite dark, but it needs to be for our neighbours. Yeah, sake. and I'm assuming we're not putting windows in here. Correct. Yeah. All the windows that you see are in. Okay, so. windows are all done. That's yes. all the windows That's are done. all the windows. Cool. Um, and Islington Mill is doing, currently doing a project called Last Fridays, where on the last Friday of every month is like an open day. Yep. Um, we've already had the first one. The second one is going to be coming up this Friday, October the 28th. Can you just give us a quick run through of what people can see if they come down or what's available to look at? I suppose the idea is, is to open up uh, again to the public and also people on our waiting list that have been there for ages because going through this redevelopment we've had to shuffle tenants around really it's been quite disruptive and disturbing for a lot of people mm. and we've tried to keep that at a minimum but it's been what it is so now things are starting to finally change and move 
it's a chance for people to come and look. There's new spaces that have been created. It's see what people want to do with mm -hmm. them, if they're interested in renting them, mm. if they want to do performances, if they're, yeah, anything else, events or whatever, people can come and see that now. Yeah. I start to get a bit of interest. So when we finally get this handover, lease signed, check, yeah. we're, we're good to go and people are here. Yeah. Does that mean that there's going to be more potential studio spaces to be rented out then than there was before? Yeah, we've, we get another, it's hard to say, about 30 new studios. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, maybe a bit more. So that's a definitive yes to that then. There's yes. going to be a so, lot more so, space for people so, to So it's a lot of things, yeah. Cool, cool, brilliant. And do you have any last words to add, Jordy? You've been very quiet in the background here the whole time. Double glazing! And I thank you. Permeate secrets to even a piece of screeners. Messages wrote don't need the coding if you felt it good. Science betrayed like a large for burning, howling from the foxes, mouth growling. Feeling the air so cold and cloud and a threadbare of gallon. Science is special, foul full of numbers. Trying to tell of the noise of the watchful, watchful dragons. Slating what it means to be free. Imprinted like we skated on convenience from dawn to noon. Moon comes late, desperate to delegate what we see on telly case. Keeping eyes out, eyes out, lives, so let's just database. Got a permeate, permeate, and not the thoughts that stay awake. To try and keep up where my mind is at before the cell I date. Noise power, mind is far from relegate. Gotta make chance to sleep. That's right to take, acknowledge the burdens of the face. Or being ignored, unless I've got one to lose and a chance to save their fates. Pressure points, it's out. Rushing takes time to stick it out. If you want the truth be heard, prepare to repeat again. To repeat Again, repeat again. The facts are out, 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 out. Secrets. I got a permeate, permeate, even a piece just read it. I got a permeate, permeate, even a piece just read it. Permeate, permeate. Lines don't need to see. Permeate, felt it. Permeate, permeate, permeate. Permeate, permeate, even peace just read it. Lines don't need to see. If you felt it, up just me. No one gets got reposts and quotes from others and recommendations to everything, like signs or symptoms, even feelings of many distinctions. Yes, I'm aware of this pandemic moment is given, not just on anyone's own yet. Why should we submit to a faceless body whose lacks of trust is ageless? Now they're clapping up with no remorse after slowly showing the truth and false. Penny is dropped from a magic tree, wrapped up around like plastic forms with leaves. Realising the announcement to leave is so basic, yet. Hashtag own goal due to deluded complacence. Think of pointing to anyone who's even seen as a citizen adjacent. Seen as a so-called art due to insecure self-placements Why make a space where consideration of big picture is so vacant? Criticisms are being vocal, yet it's silent during oppression Oblivious to the differences when it works to secure the position I don't care if you like my work, in freedom there is a distinction I make this transcend the tangible, so why are you in an entanglement?
the sounds of Kobe Say there, another one of the acts we're going to be performing at this weekend's Fat Out Fest, live at Islington Mill. That is a tune called Permeated Secrets from a release called Conduit, I believe. And now, this is the second half of Islington Mill Anne's Fat Out Fest 2022 special. An interview with, uh, in my opinion, one of the most legendary and unheralded promoters in all of Manchester and Salford of the past decade and still is a very big and important figure for me personally, but I think most of the kind of underground and independent music people in Manchester should share the same opinion. I am talking about the promoter of Off of Their Heads, event booker, live gig booker, used to be um, the live band booker here at Islington Mill about a decade ago, or less actually, but she started about a decade ago. It's the one and only, the formidable force that is Riv Burns, here to tell us all about Fat Out Fest 2022 and what the future holds for Islington Mill and potentially Manchester and Salford's live independent music scene. Riv Burns, welcome back to the Islington Mill podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Yeah. I know you're good, but I'm also know that you're very busy. I've seen you running around. Yeah, sweeping lately. stuff and yeah. lifting stuff. For want of a better phrase, a bit like a headless chicken. Uh, hey, this is a. Uh, I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I just there's mean there's a lot to do in these like few days building up to a yeah. big event. So um, what's going on? What's going on is we're bringing Fat Out Fest back to Islington Mill mm-hmm. for the first live music to be felt and witnessed and heard here um, for five years. Right, cool. Since me and Emma last did a show here. So it feels nice that we're the ones to bring, to reopen it as well. Yeah. A temporary experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels good. Closed it, opened it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the benefit of the listeners, can you tell us why it's shut? What happened then? Yeah. Uh, So in 2017, um, the mill club space closed its doors um, for a temporary period that was uh, undisclosed at the time. We didn't know how long it would be um, in order for the capital works of Islington Mill to take place. Um, So, uh, yeah, the the mill has been through a huge regeneration process um, in order to fix the roof, basically, which Mm -hmm. was leaking all the way through the building. Um, It's a crumbly old Victorian mill. Water gets in everywhere. Mm. Um, it always finds a way, um, mm. and it needed to be sorted before mm-hmm. it found a way to collapse, basically. Um, <laughs> which was, yeah, a little bit squeaky bum time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the mill club space closed for the time being, whilst all that was taking place, because uh, effectively the mill has been a building site for five years, so not a very safe place to mm. run live music and club nights. Mm-hmm. But that room wasn't empty, was it? No. Um, so as a temporary use, um, we had the Salford Makers moved in, um, who were a group of, I think at the time that they moved in, there was probably eight of them sharing the studio um, and ranged from kind of screen printing all the way through to digital printing, clothes making, jewellery making. Um, and then by the time they moved out, I think there was like 12 of them in there um, or just creating their own craft and making their own way Mm. Um, and then doing a lot of courses and workshops across the city um, Mm. and across Greater Manchester as well so a really um, exciting bunch of people mm-hmm. who are all still based in Islington Mill as well. They have oh, been cool. displaced. They've, they've moved into kind of three or four different uh, smaller spaces now across the building, Okay, uh, which is really great that they're all still here. Um, I remember looking into the 
I mean, is the the official title of that room the club space, or is mm. that just what we call it? I think that's just what we call it. Um, but I think it. I mean, it suits. I mean, uh, obviously. Mm. Um, so I say obviously. Uh, when Fat Out were running it between 2015 and 2017, mm-hmm. uh, they re- renamed it the Borough. Um, but I think it was always still the club. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. But I remember looking into it when the makers were in there and it, mm. it felt like the shape of the room was very different. It felt like they'd put in dividers mm-hmm. to allocate studio spaces for people to do different mm-hmm. things in different areas of it. And just for, because this is an audio thing, not a visual thing, it's just a big empty room, mm. right? Yeah. And now it's returning back to that kind of big empty room. There's no wall dividers in there. It's like you, you look in the door and you can see the four corners of the room. Yeah. Again, which, you know, hasn't been that way for the last five years. Yeah. So tell us what's happening this weekend then. It's a big weekend. This is, is why you've been running around yeah. being so busy. So yeah, tell us yeah. what's happening. Um, so Fat Out Fest is coming back um, to the mill. Um, it's still been running. Um, obviously, we had two years within those five years of a pandemic. Mm. Um, but somehow Fat Out still fought its way through, um, mm. run by the icon that is Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. um, who will just never never stop uh so i think in 2020 uh we did a digital fat out 2021 we were based at regent trading estate and the white hotel Mm -hmm. and the pint pot um and it was very wet and very cold and very yeah it was a lot and then 2022 we are coming back to islington mill also at the white hotel for some afters um into the early morning so friday night we've got a big live music night curated by emma herself um with the likes of kobe say hattis noit um lavender rodriguez uh, matters and the return of gasamkin's work djing mm-hmm. as well um mm. so that'll be kind of quite industrially techno-y chilled out like take you through all the feels and all the flavors industrial the, chill well yeah <laughs> night, honestly <laughs> check them out they're absolutely incredible but mm-hmm. that night will take you on like a roller coaster of cool. uh the extremities of odd mm-hmm. let's say and then on the friday we open up in the afternoon with uh, a collective called eat me mm-hmm. who are from liverpool who are going to do a drag cabaret dinner um so we've got a three-course meal so is this the saturday saturday you yeah. said friday but yeah oh it, did i yeah, yeah. saturday yeah saturday oh, <clears throat> so drag dinner what time will that start that starts at 3 p.m okay we have a three-course meal between four and six wow and then at 7 p.m that seamlessly runs into off with the heads the return of Brilliant. um and i have collaborated with a performance artist called sarah marimba um and also with fat out mm-hmm. um myself and fat out booked the live music and the djs and then sarah has booked and is performing um, some kind of immersive pieces throughout the evening at um, different points. So, and we're working with a visual artist called Jamie Robinson as well to create, um, yeah, just like an experience or a feeling mm-hmm. that you're not, that you can get lost in, whether yeah. you know the music or you don't. And it's all about, I think that's what the mill has always done such a good job of. It's like you walk through the door, you've had this experience getting here and you're like, where am I? Mm. And you walk through the door and you just have this sense of like, I'm home. Yeah. I've never been here before. I don't know what I'm about to experience, but 
I can be me. Yeah. And so hopefully in creating lots of visuals and lots of like different pockets of space where performance is happening, um, we can hopefully convey that as well for people who maybe might feel a little bit like, oh, I've not been here for five years. What do I do? Mm. And like a little overwhelmed or whatever, or they've never been here before. Yeah. Um, and they can just get lost. Yeah. That's hopefully the aim. Is it all going to take place in the club space or? Yeah. yeah. So all, all that live stuff on both Friday and Saturday and the dinner uh, will happen in the club space. Um, we will see the return of the Lurid Ultra Hybrid Bar mm-hmm. um, in the gallery space. So okay. if you wanted to have a chill out moment, um, you can go and sit in Nick's bar and be served by the ghost of Pat Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of relax and sit and chat with people and friends and maybe new friends. Cool. That's that's what I, I meant that were are all the or most of the spaces available going to be being used this weekend and I take it they are. We're going to do our utmost too, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we always do. If there's like a pocket of like a slither of space, we always try to max it out. Mhm. Yeah. Um so you've covered Friday, Saturday, is there something yeah. happening on Sunday? Yeah, well, so then uh, finishing off Saturday night, we head over oh, yeah. to the White Hotel um, okay, from yeah. midnight through to 7am. Okay, just uh, so it's ending here at... 2am. It's yeah. ending here at 2am and so it's, it's starting up right... Yeah, okay, yeah. the White Hotel at midnight, okay. Yeah, little crossover there. Um, White Hotel from midnight till 7 with friction and then Sunday... We come mm-hmm. back to Islington Mill um, and we have a free event with Sarah Van Buren, who is a artist from New York who's doing a deep listening experience. Um, and that takes place between two and six, I believe. Um, in the club space? In the club space. Okay. So that's a non-verbal, like, kind of experiential experience <laughs> of music and um, mm-hmm. so it's it's basically based on Pauline Olivia Ross's theory of deep listening and how we take in music and we take in sound um, and it's going to be linked up to a sound recorder that's going to be taking in the sounds of James Street and mm-hmm. like mixing all these things in Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah that's kind of free to attend um on in the mill club space mm-hmm. um a very relaxed sunday mm-hmm. very relaxed and then we go back over to the white hotel from i believe seven o'clock okay. uh till one i might have the timings of that one wrong okay. uh where we have the return of creatures which was just an incredible event at the um the last fat out and then has since happened in may um and yeah just Bo, who curates that, is an absolute G. Mm-hmm. Um, so really excited for that one as well. Cool. So when I interviewed you on this podcast, it's almost two years ago now. Is it? Um, wow. Yeah, it is almost. I'm not Bonkers. 100% sure of the date, but I interviewed Emma Thompson, I think it was in December. Wow. And maybe you were in January, but then I can't remember. We wow. need to go back onto the I mean, archive. That's a long time. Anyway. Yeah. Either way, it's yeah. still quite close to two yeah. years, and it's all on Spotify. If you want to go and yeah. check it out, it's all up on the on the Spotify channel. Um, yeah, we talked a lot about off with their heads mm. and how important that is to you, and you know it must be a big deal to be bringing that back, right? Yeah. What does it mean? It's, how does it feel? It's huge. You know, like I did an accountability post on Facebook earlier this year because I've been talking about wanting to do it again for a long time and because I've been to a lot of events especially like live music where there's just like not great audiences or I don't see myself reflected in the audiences to bands that once upon a time I was booking Mm -hmm. like Mickey Blanco or Mm. something like that 
I'm just like, oh, this is just such a shame that these artists aren't performing. It's great they're performing to like new crowds, mm. but it's like, where's where's their crowd at the same time? Yeah. Um, and so I think from a live perspective in particular, I was always really interested and felt like I wanted to bring it back. Um, so I did like a post earlier this year and I was like, if anyone remembers it, hold me to this and make me do it. Um, and so when Emma asked me if I would curate a night for Fat Out, I was like, hell yeah, like doing that with you as well. That's mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. This is the way. And to do it in like a kind of light touch way. Yeah. Um, but then obviously everything that's happened this year as well um, is like, it just feels like now more than ever, this yeah. is an important event to have. Um, yeah. Because the whole reason that Off With Their Head started was about kind of, protest um it was based on the chance that students were shouting at charles and camilla's car back in 2011 mm. of off with their heads off with their heads because they'd just done whatever they wanted with the system in order to get what they wanted yeah which was marriage at the time yeah it's like this is completely okay. different to where we are now right well yeah um and Not. so yeah it came out of protest and was a moment for us to take all that frustration and put it into something creative mm. for us not for the will of anybody else it was just a, an an explosion for us as a outlet mm -hmm. um and obviously everything that's happened this year the last couple of years it's just like this this space needs to be created again mm. um and so, yeah, I think it means a lot for me, but I hope that it means a lot for the community as well to be able to come together and share those frustrations, in particular of the week that we've just had. Mm. Um, and yeah, to, and I think it's always been a really collaborative thing as well. So as, as you know, like we did a lot of events together. Mm -hmm. So I really hope that it's a place where people can also kind of go, I've got this idea, I want to do it. Like mm. we wouldn't have had like the the world record breaking wedding train if it wasn't somebody yeah. else's idea and we yeah. make it happen so yeah. yeah so it means a lot and um i'm just i'm really kind of giddy about the space that we can create cool. and uh the future of it again can i ask you what was in i'm, I'm this is this really piqued my curiosity can i ask mm. you what was in your accountability post like what are the yeah what <laughs> yeah could you yeah, could you expand on that a bit yeah. like I mean, it was kind of just like, I used to do this thing. I used to love it. I totally fell out of love with it because of the boys club and I felt pushed out yeah. um, from putting on gigs. So yeah. I stopped. Um, I also kind of stopped working here, which uh, is Linton Mill, um, which was a very supportive place for me to test and take risks. Mm -hmm. And nothing was ever like, well, that won't work. It mm. was always like, give it a go mm. um and there was like a kind of new new setup here that meant that i didn't work here anymore so i lost that kind of like support as well i think mm. um or that encouragement to take the risk that gave me the ability to fight the boys club yeah and then i think like over the years like manchester as a music city in particular with live has kind of been monopolized a little bit um and so as an independent operating within that it's quite difficult and I also lost a bit of money too much too much like i mm. think i had two or three gigs in a row that just mm. like lost money mm. i was like i can't do this for the time being while i don't have a job i've got to pause it yeah um but so there was that like internal fight which obviously however many years well 10 years has passed since the last off with their heads 
I've done a lot of work. No way. Has it been yeah. 10 years? 10 years. Fuck. I oh, know. Um, so I feel like way more ready again to take that on. Um, mm. I've been fighting that fight. So I yeah. feel like it's better. I'm in a better place to, to actually make a difference with it. Um, but for me, it's also about like creating a space where the next generation i.e. the me of 10 years ago yeah can be given that platform to take that yeah. risk like that's what excites me the most about it so when you say an accountability post it's more about your own personal accountability yes 100 percent. and i was like please like <coughs> my community my friends who i who are friends with me on facebook hold me to this mm-hmm. because i okay. want to do it but yeah. i know that i will chicken out and i'll put loads of other things ahead of it before i focus on that cool um but I want to do this because I think it's needed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Um, that's very interesting. That wasn't quite what I was expecting, though. I think what I mean about, can you tell me what you feel the differences are between audiences now mm. and audiences then? What has driven you to write the accountability post? Mm. Like, what what's going on? Um, I think it was just that if it was the live the live queer scene feels not as prominent as it was like 10 to 12 years ago mm-hmm. and we have some incredible club nights like mm-hmm. amazing i think we're probably the best city in this country right Absolutely. now for queer club Absolutely. nights like it's so good <coughs> bollocks exactly that's yeah. yeah like and they've been there from the very start like riding yeah. it like rod needs an mbe um <laughs> but like in terms of the live aspect of that like we used to have so many uh, collectives putting on queer nights mm, mm. in a live live setting mm. and there, there's not as many that I can see anymore yeah. um, there's certainly none that are getting the big names there's yeah. a lot of like DIY kind of underground stuff but in yeah. terms of like the big names who have the agents and yeah and but then you look at the charts and it's just full of queer icons yeah and then so I think for me there was a bit of like trying to reclaim that yeah and creating the space where queer audiences can also feel comfortable I mean, watching queer bands. <laughs> I mean, surely the fact that Islington Mill stopped having a venue space is a massive part of that. Mm. Because, I think it played a big part, for sure. Yeah, because this is something that me and my partner Joe, who have we've worked with you and we do our own, promote our own stuff as well, have been talking about for the last couple of years, kind of since lockdown and um, sort of stuff. And it feels like there's very, very little spaces left in Manchester for ground level DIY things to have their break. Mm. Like we, speaking of both off with their heads and bollocks, like both of those clubs gave us our breaks mm. and stuff. And we also worked in Legends, which is long gone now, but it was the kind of venue R. where R. like, all right, people, they would just take a punt and they were like, yeah, you can have the main room for a couple hundred quid. And I'm mm. like, wow. And that was so helpful to us to just establish what we were doing and our vibe and stuff. And we feel like there's not many places, if any. I mean, I don't want to name names because it's not about that. It's not about some kind of blaming people or shaming people or anything like that. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. But it is about recognising that, like, that kind of, like, DIY grassroots level cheap spaces scene seems to have evaporated. Mm. Like, I don't know where, if I was, like you said, the you of you 10 years ago, mm-hmm. if where me and Joe, go? where would we go? Yeah. Where would we actually start Tranarchy? Where would we throw Rogue Brawl? Yeah. Brawl? Like, I really don't know. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think there's a st- st- there are a few still, like, doing 
some really good stuff like the Pier mm-hmm. Hat. Yeah, Pier Hat is, like, is the is the kind amazing. of one that I think straight up like yeah. that's a very accessible, cheap, got really good programmed, very diverse anything goes yeah, kind of stuff. Exactly. That's great. And Atma is still a thing, like the old crack gallery. Yeah. Um like less they have less events I think happen than say the mm. Pier Hat doesn't mean the Pier Hat I feel like they never close. Yeah. Um but that too is also pretty decent at supporting and giving chances. Um but I mean back when we were doing events two thousand ten to two thousand twelve there was no like there were so many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Um but I think that there's a lot of pressure on venues and I really feel it and I think the music venues trust do a really good job of trying to keep <coughs> like grassroots venues going. Yeah. Um because they're all facing such hardship at true. the moment in particular with that's, like that's very energy true. crisis yeah. like that's had a huge knock on effect for grassroots venues in yeah. particular. And a lot of them are turning into like warm shelters this winter. Wow. So there goes your chance because yeah. it's literally having to house people to survive. <coughs> yeah. Um that is nuts yeah but like anyway that's the, a separate ecolo- conversation I yeah feel like. the ecology of grassroots venues yeah. is is struggling yeah. and i think therefore the ecology for grassroots musicians is going to be impacted yeah and that's like probably one of my biggest fears it's yeah. like really uh it's actually sent me quite under the last couple of months but i'm i'm now feeling a bit more ready to take it on good as a battle good. um you're the right person as well <laughs> thanks yeah. um but uh yeah so that that it does worry me and i think when we're, we're not going to feel the true extent of that um well we're not feeling it right now but we will over the next six months or so right as that pans out right um but yeah, we just got to get behind grassroots venues, and they won't survive unless we all start buying tickets. Yeah. Um, ticket sales for grassroots venues are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's one message to come out of this, it's yes, the mill is back. Go support your grassroots venues and buy yes. tickets. <laughs> it's interesting reflecting on that as well because when I think about it now, that period like ten, twelve years ago, even though there was grassroots-ish stuff happening at the mill. The mill seemed a level above grassroots mm. stuff, if you know what I mean. It was slightly more developed. It was a bit more, I don't know how to describe it, but there was a bit more, it wasn't as, I don't know, anything goes-y, kind mm. of like, I don't know how to, do, how to articulate this, but it felt like the mill was kind of like a step up from the grassroots venues. And it was the kind of place that would help people who were working in grassroots venues mm do bigger size things or to collaborate yeah. with each other in a more kind of like, you know, larger space where more different kind of things can happen. Yeah. But now looking at it, maybe when it reopens, the mill will be a grassroots space again, considering what else is actually out there mm. in Manchester at the moment. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, yeah, we still... I mean, the mill will have its its battles to contend with, as every grassroots venue does. Um, but I think we will only be stronger by tackling it together. Like, yeah. I think about the venues that are in and around this area, like the Pint Pot and the Eagle mm-hmm. Inn and the King's Arms. Um, like, if we all can work together a bit more and synchronise, I think there's a way There's a way forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's leave it on that positive note. Cool. And uh, remember, remind everyone who's into this to uh, come to Fat Out this weekend. Yes. Even if you listen to this in the future, hop in a time machine and yep. come to Fat Out. Yeah. Starting this Friday to Sunday. Yeah, and buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come down. It's going to be absolutely great.
And there you have it. Everything you need to know about this year's Fat Out Fest 2022 and the reopening of the legendary Islington Mill club and live music venue space. Come down this weekend. It's going to be a gas. Big shout out to uh, Bo Azar, who's also involved and is putting on Creatures of Catharsis. As uh, Riv mentioned, a fantastic queer night. It's going to be happening at the Hawaii Hotel on Sunday. And of course, none other than Girl Boss herself. Girl Boss seems like an understatement of a term when it comes to Emma Thompson. Whatever the like maximized version of the elevated version of Girl Boss is, she is it. And she supplied us with three tunes curated from the artists who are performing at Fata Fest this weekend. You've already heard two of them. The first was Lavender Rodriguez with Wind Down. Then we heard Kobe Say with Permeated Secrets. And I'm going to play you out with Matters with a track called Within the Outer Fields. <laughs> 